Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, let's continue on with our these insidious lies we believe about work. Insidious lies we yeah. believe about work. Oh. It gets more dramatic every week. It feels more dramatic. I still haven't recovered from you saying aloud the words you don't have what it takes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about the myth that hard work will be rewarded. It sounds appropriate. Well, I believe this. I believe so, this. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think we all believe this. All nice people believe this. All the nice cooperative people believe this. And yet... It's not always the case. It's not always the case. It's frustrating to nice cooperative people to work hard and not be rewarded. So why is this a myth? That's a good question. Because in one sense, it's true. You know, we work real hard and it's like everybody's working hard or everybody's busy. Let's say everybody's busy. Then we don't have to make a value judgment. Because not everybody's working hard. (laughs) Not everybody's working hard. But everybody's busy. So our hard work is not being noticed. It's not even being seen sometimes. If we're living under this myth and we believe that it's going to be noticed and rewarded, it's a mistake of fact that there's someone paying attention, that it's obvious what's going on, that our level of effort and the amount of service we're providing is over and above three other people around me who are doing similar things. Oftentimes, it's just simply not. It's simply invisible. There's so much going on. Well, and I think um, the good people in us would say, well, of course you work hard. It doesn't matter if you're noticed. It matters, you know, only that you're doing a great job and that you yourself Mm. know, this is what we teach our children, you know that you're going to be successful and do it for yourselves. But we're not talking about a situation in which we're doing a job and we're doing good at it. We're talking about a situation where we want it to be noticed because we want to move into the next thing. That's right. It's that the reward or the notice or the acknowledgement is appropriate to the level of effort we're putting in. So we're not looking for a lot of something. We're looking for what is appropriate. And we expect that what's appropriate, be it in appreciation, be it in pay, be it in, as you mentioned, the career moving forward, will take place. But that's not how the world works. And there's other dynamics going on at the same time. Now, we pointed to one of them. People are busy and they don't always see it. Other dynamic that's going on is everyone there has some sort of career ambition. And if somebody who doesn't work very hard wants the same, let's say, promotion that you do, and they are vocal about it and they ask for it and they get it because they asked for it, it's just a fact. And that's why these lies work against us when we believe it, because we feel betrayed. We feel the wrong person got it, but that's not what happened at all. What happened was the person who asked for it got it. Well, and I think we like to demystify bad versus good. And I think when you think someone will notice that I work hard and then I will get X and maybe X is a promotion, maybe X is a raise, you're assuming that that other person notices these things and somehow read your mind that you want more responsibility, that you want more money, that you want more, when they may just be saying, oh, this person likes their job, is good at it, and I'm glad they're in the place where they're happy. Exactly. That's a great point. So your own behavior, your own buying into this lie actually was interpreted by the person as contentment. And that's a great point. And so they 
treat you how you seem to be asking to be treated, that you like your job and you want to do it that way. Exactly. So inadvertently, you worked against yourself. Again, we're not trying to make any of you bad or villains in your own life. What we just want to do is raise these things to awareness so that you can catch yourself doing things that work against you. And that gives you the option of choosing something different. Now, and I, I, I can see where I might buy into this and come from the line of thinking, and I think some of us fall into this, that we somehow think pointing to ourselves or, you know, saying, oh, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I've done. You know, look at how great I am at it. Somehow Ooh. that's arrogant. Or we know that person who does that and they're just a total arrogant fool and we just can't stand them and we think they just kiss butt and, you know, you don't want to be like that, right? So there's this right. thing that just, you know, you have this way of, of being and you don't want to be X. So you go from this extreme to the other. Like, I don't want to be X because he's a jerk. Because that, someone else's behavior is so offensive. That's a great point. And you, what's interesting about it is actually the opposite. Or at least let me speak for myself. When something someone else does offends you, turns you off, you don't want to be that person no matter what, I have found that that is actually a very good clue to something that you actually are. Not that you're obnoxious, not that you're a braggart, not that you're, you know, self-promoting, but that it bothers you so much. It's a good clue that you believe you're something special. You make a difference and you're great. And that's where we, the tension comes in is we don't want the negative perception of that. So we give up altogether, but we actually have a great clue in that upsetness. Which that, believing those things about yourself isn't bad. Well, right. I mean, to think I'm a good worker, I could do this. That's where for some of us, it's more a vocabulary thing. If we could use words like competent and appropriate, then I think many of us could be very comfortable talking about our skills and what we bring to the table in a way where we could bring it up often and talk about, because we're informing our supervisor what we're doing. How do we do this? How do we get from being the person who just is doing our job, doing it well, and not being noticed or not being rewarded to be a person who somehow, how do we work this out in our own reality? So one, we want to own those first two things we looked at, that People are busy, and our hard work may be invisible. So we may have to accept responsibility for making it visible. So if we think it's already visible, then we're not going to do anything, and everything you and I are saying are you know, crazy. But if there's a chance it might be invisible, then we have to find a way of making it visible. So then we get into these ways of making it visible we see other people do that turn us off. So then what we want to do is we want to take out the offense of it, which is that I'm better than everyone else. And, uh, you know, look how great I am and use words like competent and appropriate, those words you chose, so that now we can talk about the things that we can do, that we're competent at, and that's appropriate. And what's the most natural way to do that? Let's say I, I want my boss to notice that I've been doing hard work. Do I just go into the office and, you know, be like, I've done this and this, and this, and this, and this, and this? Actually, yes. That's what you do. Now, why we think that won't work is we think that what we're going in to talk to them about is about us. And it sounds, you know, self-serving, and it would be. What you want to do is you want to keep them informed about what's going on. You want to coordinate. Bosses love that. Just wanted to keep you up to date that this is where this is at, and X is going on, and Y is going on. And in the just keeping them up to date, you can 
drop information so you don't have to brag about yourself. You're just giving them information about what you did. And so so just wanted you to know that client X was upset about the late delivery and I had an extensive conversation with you know the person in charge and I think we got through to whatever. So there you've given an example that they had a problem, you dealt with it and you got a good outcome without going in and saying, oh, hey, I got to tell you, I was so good today. This person was so mad. We let them down in such a big way and now they're going away super happy. Because of me. Yeah, that's how we first hear your suggestion. Do we just walk into their office and talk about us? But we do. We keep people informed and we tell stories to keep them up to date. And then in those, we share how we, what we did. We give them the facts and that will take some of the pressure off of us, a feeling like we're self-promoting because really we're just giving them information. We're making them aware of our role in it. Make them aware of what other people did too. It's not a, it's not a battle. It's not a get your stuff more airtime than everyone else's. And the people who play those games are in a different category. You know, of category. <laughs> well, altogether. I guess, I guess the point is that you are doing this because there's a part of you that wants the next thing or, you know, because mm-hmm. there's, there is discontentment that you're not content that you're not, you know, for whatever reason you're doing this because you want to take control of your own future mm-hmm. and your own, you know, contentment in your job. So if you look at it in that way, you're just not being passive about it, just assuming that someone will notice and come by and promote you or give you a raise or exactly. etc. And again, it's not a bragging thing. It's an appropriate thing. If you are performing at a level that would be appropriate to pay more for, then that needs to be discussed. Now, that idea was a daily idea. And as you go through the course of things idea, it's, I want to give one kind of broader idea, and that's that most workplaces have the tradition of the annual performance review. And here you are sitting down with your supervisor to talk about your work's performance, and that is the topic. And one thing you can do in that context is share some of these specific goals of yours. I'm discovering that I'm getting a little bored with what I'm doing, and seeing what so-and-so is doing is very attractive to me. I would like to learn how to do that. And so you can discuss right in that situation what would be involved, how you might get there, look at the steps, break it down like we discussed in some of our others. So then you've made them aware in the bigger picture. So now all year long, as you're working on these things, they know something about you. And if you're on the team they're, and performing, they're most likely going to try and help you get there because you, you are a great part of the, the community. Well, I guess this particularly hits home because I think for, for most of us, this doesn't feel like a myth. It feels like what we're you know, what our parents teach us and what we kind of learn. It's interesting because we've not only bought into it, we believe it at a deeper level than we do probably the others. So it's good to know that there are ways to believe in the myth and yet not be passive about our futures or yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I didn't mean believe in the myth. It's like believe the value. in the you're, value. Yeah, you're pointing to the values that underline that all people are the same and all add value and be appropriate. But the reality is other things take place and other dynamics are going on and loud people get noticed and obnoxious people get noticed and lots of things go on that may or may not be the greatest. So we need to act in light of those realities. Yeah. And why should we let arrogant jerks get all the credit? 
It's our job to make that not happen, right? Well, there you go. It's a mission. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, next week we'll be concluding our series with Making Waves is Making Trouble, the myth about making waves making trouble. And we look forward to hear what you have to say about this week's podcast and any other questions or ideas at boldenterprises.com. And as always, we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.